Hello and welcome to another episode of Wannabe Entrepreneur. My name is Tiago. I'm your host. And this is the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. And uh, before we start, I have here a nice cup of warm coffee. So cheers. Mm, it's really good. I don't know if I told you, but now here in the neighborhood, there is a coffee store. They basically sell coffee. And now it's my pastime. I love to just go there and try out different kinds of coffee. And I'm not sure if you're interested in, in learning more about coffee. But one thing that I learned is that there are two types of coffee, which are the Arabica and Robusta. And Arabica are more like flavor and uh, fruity kind of flavors. And Robusta is more kind of closed flavor. So I don't know if you drink beer, but Arabica will be your kind of pale ale and Robusta will be your pills. And I'm no expert whatsoever in coffee, so maybe I'm completely wrong. I just really, really love to drink it. And uh, in this episode, I will uh, give you the normal updates on my project. I will give you some tips and tricks for uh, bootstrappers. And I will also speak about something amazing that happened, which is I was able to get here as a guest, Peter Levels, for an interview. So I'm super excited about this. I will tell you more in this episode, how this came to be and how I'm preparing myself for this interview. But I just really want to learn from him and also for you to learn with the, with this interview and to apply his knowledge to your own project. So super excited for that. Before we get started, I just want to welcome two new members to our WB space, uh, our co-working space for bootstrappers. And the first one is Luca. Luca is a software developer, but is also developing a great tool that I'm using, which, and I spoke about it, by the way, here in this podcast, which is HiveOE. And it's a way to automate your Twitter DMs. And I actually interviewed him. So you will learn more about him and this tool in probably this week's interview. And another member that also joined was Jakob Greenfeld. And um, welcome to you both to our community, super excited to working with you. And uh, I also want to celebrate a huge, huge milestone I just achieved, like literally just five minutes ago, which are 500 followers on Twitter. And I promised my 500 follower that I would give him uh, a shout out. So shout out to Kazi Rabani. Sorry if I'm not saying the name correctly. And this Twitter handle is actually K-G-R-S-A-J-I-D. It's not easy to pronounce, but I'll also link it in the description. So thank you so much for being my 500 follower on Twitter. And it's funny, if you're an old listener of this podcast and you go back to episode 107, and uh, actually there are others, for instance, the episode 101, when I actually... I have just started Twitter because I, when I started this podcast, I was not that big on Twitter. I was actually focusing more on Reddit and other platforms. And uh, back then, I had like basically 70 followers. And this was, I don't know, maybe two months, three months ago. And uh, I was giving some techniques that actually work to get more followers. So if you want to know how to grow your Twitter followership, you can just go and listen to these episodes. 
And now what I've been doing is more scheduling tweets and I will speak about it. I just want now to get started with this episode. So let's go. Have you ever tried to meditate, to follow those mindfulness techniques and just close your eyes, breathe and try to abstract yourself from everything around, from all of your thoughts? I like to do it. I don't do it very often. I probably should do it more often because it's really hard to shake this feeling that is kind of a waste of time, especially when you have a very busy day stopping for 10 to 20 minutes just to do nothing seems really like a waste, but it is not. It's really important. And for people like me that sometimes live too much in our heads and overthink things, I I tend to think too much about stuff and sometimes get into spirals. And it's sometimes really hard for me to get out of this uh, mindset or mind state Meditating really helps to control and to teach you how to control your brain. Because if you are able to spend 10 to 20 minutes not thinking about anything, just really being in a moment and feeling the wind or the sun or just focusing on your breath, next time you are getting into spiraling, you will be able to get out of it just by ignoring these feelings or thoughts. And uh, it's, it's really interesting to think on how you and me and us as humans tend to control our mental state by changing our physical state, by changing things around us, right? So I think everyone already went through this, right? The fact of buying something that makes you happy. And uh, this can obviously become an addiction. People can become addicted to shopping or to many other things, which are basically changing the surrounds, right? And uh, I love traveling, for instance. It's something that I'm really passionate about. But traveling is very similar. If you are feeling low, if you want to have some excitement, you basically change your country or you go and live an adventure, which are basically changing your exterior and the physical state. But this is all to control your mind. In the end, what decides us if you're happy, if you're sad, if you're feeling adventurous, is your brain. So technically, you would be able to control it and feel all of this without changing anything around you, right? And uh, of course, this is a very non-scientific approach. And I know that basically the inputs that you get from outside also interfere with your brain. But I just want to say that last week I was feeling low and or the past week so not this past week but the other one before and i told you about in the episodes i even thought for the first time that i wanted to quit this entrepreneurial life and find a job and uh, suddenly things start going well and i'm feeling good and i i had this thought many times before especially when when i was in school when a grade could mean feeling that i was super clever or feeling that was super dumb. When I mean a grade, is like a school grade, right? So let's say that you do a test and you get a shitty mark and you get super low. You think, okay, I'm not good for anything. But then if you get a good mark, a good grade, you feel the opposite. 
And it's funny just how one single thing, one grade can completely change the way you feel about yourself. I, I always thought about this and I thought, okay, this is really stupid because if I had had a worse grade for some reason, now I would punish myself. And it's the same with in entrepreneurship. Sometimes are things that we even don't control, right? A grade in the test, you cannot somehow control it. But if someone retweets your project or your podcast, it's something that you cannot control, right? But it completely changes the way you validate yourself. If someone big tweets your podcast, then you feel, okay, I'm doing something good. I'm super good. But if no one tweets about it, then you feel that you're not doing things properly. Do you understand what I mean? There's not a lot of changes. You're, you are the same person. You have the same skills. It's just an exterior factor that is actually interfering in how you see yourself. And uh, that's basically what uh, happened with this Peter Levels interview. And now I'm getting more into the project update. And this is the first project update is connected with my podcast is the fact that I'm getting Peter Levels as a guest in the wannabe entrepreneur. The interview will be tomorrow. And it, it was not easy to, to get him the show. And uh, I will tell you a little bit on what I've tried to do. But uh, I it's funny because I've interviewed many people. And for me, no one is better than the other, right? Like, they are just different stories. And I love to listen to the stories of people that are just starting out. Li listen to the stories that of people that failed and are having some anxiety. And to understand, because all of this is part of the entrepreneurial experience. But, of course, I also love to listen to the stories of the people that made it, right? So we had here KCD Williams, we had Arvid, and now uh, Peter Levels. I hope, it's, it's, I still didn't record it, it's going to be tomorrow, so hopefully everything will be fine. But, uh, yeah, it's great to have other people because you get to learn with them, right? So you can learn from failures and you can also learn from successes. So I'm super excited about that. And, of course, and I, I don't want to be hypocrite here. It's also really good when you interview people that have a lot of followers, especially followers that are in your target audience. So when I interviewed KCD, I saw a huge, or Arvid too, I saw a huge boost in the people that were listening to me. I started getting emails of people that wanted to be in the show. I got more followers. And uh, KCD actually, I think she has now 170,000 followers on Twitter, which is actually more than Peter Levels. But the benefit of Peter is that is actually my target, you know, is a bootstrapper like me and everyone that or most of the people that actually follow him are also bootstrappers. So I expect to have a bigger impact in uh, how I'm able to grow with this podcast. So I, I don't know. Let's see. But I'm super excited for all of these reasons. And uh, let, let me tell you the story on how this happened, because it's really interesting. If you remember, I think it was last episode, I told you that Peter Levels had accepted to be on the show. And the way I was able to do this is because I've noticed that Peter is really interested in Portugal, which is the country where I, where I was born and where I'm living at the moment. And being my country, of course, I'm very passionate about it. And the fact that I see someone in the bootstrapping world an entrepreneur being super interested in actually bringing people to Portugal got me super excited because 
I have a lot of friends that uh, are in Germany that are all over the world, a great group of friends that uh, I would love to have them here and we could all hang out. So if Portugal becomes that country, if Portugal becomes the country for startups and entrepreneurship and exciting things, then maybe all my friends will basically move in. Of course, this is a long-term goal and not necessarily going to happen, but uh, of course I get excited about this. And I tweeted about it. I tweeted about, I think the tweet was thanking Peter Levels for making Portugal such an exciting place to be because soon my friends would move in. And uh, he started interacting with this tweet and I asked in one of the comments if he would like to join the podcast. And he said yes. I was super excited. I was actually in uh, a, a room here in, uh, in the virtual office with a community, with two members of the community, Luis and Max, and they even took a screenshot of me when I first saw that comment. So I have to ask, and I will share this in uh, in Twitter probably. But uh, I was super excited. I told you about, and I thought that I had spoiled it. I, I Sometimes I cannot just control myself, and I tend to just share the good news too early sometimes. And uh, yeah, Peter said, okay, when should we do it? I sent him a Calendly link because I didn't know how to interact with him. Like his DMs are actually closed. So I, d I didn't know what I could do actually to to book and, and to speak with him. So I tried to answer in, in the Twitter comment. I gave the Calendly link and nothing happened. I waited two days. I commented again, nothing happened. So I was already kind of thinking, Okay, I will not be able to get Peter in the show. It it was something because he's too busy, you know. And I saw that also happening with KCD. It's not because they are too arrogant or they just don't want to be in, in quote unquote inferior show or a show with doesn't have a lot of followers. Just the fact that they have thousands of messages every day, right? So you cannot get lost in in the transactions and in the messages. So it's really hard to somehow tell them that, okay, we are still interested, but I don't want to be too pushy. So you, you really have to navigate these waters carefully. So I commented again, it didn't answer. So what I did, I think it was five days after or something, uh, after actually this, this first comment, I tweeted and tagged him. And I said, hey, Peter, I would love to have you in the show to speak a bit about your journey and about Portugal and uh, why people should move in. And he said yes. He actually sent me a DM saying that he would be up for it. I sent him the link. He booked it. And he booked it for tomorrow, 10 a.m., which is very, very early. <laughs> I'm joking. It's not. It's not early. I will definitely be uh, awake and uh, super excited to speak with him. And the way I'm preparing this interview is by listening to other interviews that Peter did. I I haven't actually read his book, so that's really... Sorry about that, but uh, I've listened to a lot of interviews and presentations he did, and I'll try still to read a bit of the book so that I can be more prepared. And I've been collecting questions. I've been collecting questions from people in the community, in the WB space, and I've been collecting questions from uh, Twitter and my own questions, obviously. And um, I don't like follow a list of questions in my interviews, as you probably noticed. I just have a normal conversation, but it's always nice to think about potential interesting questions, what topics I want to talk about. And I normally tend to just have a storyline, like what is the goal of this interview? It, it could be just to tell the story about 
a product, how a product came to be. It could be to just focus on mental health, for instance. But I always like to have a storyline. And as long as I have a storyline, it's it's easy for me then to conduct the interview. So that's it for the Peter Levels interview. It's going to be tomorrow. And I will give you an update on how it went next week in the next episode. So let's now speak about my first Twitter space. On, uh, I think it was last Wednesday. Yes, last Wednesday, I tried out doing for the first time a Twitter spaces. And for the ones that do not know what a Twitter space is, it's basically a live podcast. So I don't know if you know what the Clubhouse is, but it's basically the same. Twitter just copied the feature. And it allows me to have guests or to speak by myself and to have people listening to me live and asking questions and reacting. And it's kind of a recent feature for Twitter, but I, I want to try it out for two main reasons. First of all, because I wanted to get to know you, the listeners. We are already having about 70 to 80 listens per episode. So there, there is already an audience that I'm really happy with and I want to get to know you. And the second reason is marketing. Because Twitter, every time you are live, Twitter lets the other know that there's a space live. So it could be a way for me to get new people on board. I didn't prepare it super well because I it's really hard for me to prepare things. And here with this podcast, it's also the same. I basically start recording and speak whatever is, is coming to my mind. I just have the storyline, as I just told you. But I had also some ideas and I invited some people from the WB space to join. And it went okay in the sense that it was great to have Kavya and Max in, in the show, in the Twitter space, because otherwise it would have been super, super awkward. Because the app doesn't work. It's really annoying. So first of all, you can listen to the space on desktop, but you cannot record it. And that's really annoying because I, I, I cannot use my microphone. I don't have a microphone that I can actually connect to the cell phone. So I was always holding my phone. And for some stupid reason, my phone tends to block it itself if it's not being used so i always had to basically scroll up and down to make sure that the app wouldn't close so it was not a great experience besides that i couldn't see who was actually on how many people were actually listening to the space because it was saying that there was only two but then a couple of friends told me that they were also listening and i could then not see them there so I don't know how many people actually were, were there. And I tried to invite some people from the audience and it didn't work. So a lot of bugs in the Twitter space feature, which is really annoying. I mean, it's Twitter. They are quite big platform. So they could at least make the basic functionalities work. But I don't know why it didn't work. In the end, I invited Max and Kavi, as I told you, and we're just speaking openly having a great conversation. I don't know how many people actually listen to us, but it was really, really nice. And I wanted to continue doing this. So tomorrow I will be doing another Twitter space. It's, it's normally in the afternoon for me. So I don't know where you're listening to me. So it's about probably 4 p.m. UTC. I will link it in the description so that you can just go there and click on remind me so that you don't forget. And you can join, you can ask questions, you can pitch your product. And the idea will be to discuss the interview that I had with Xavier on last Thursday. He built six products in six months. 
And that is just going to be just to speak about it. And uh, maybe I will also give you an update on how the interview with Peter Levels go. So I'm excited to see you there. And uh, yeah, let's try one more time. Let's see if it works. And uh, yeah, then we can go from there. Besides that, I've been working in the community, especially on getting people to the landing page. And what I mean with community is the virtual co-working space. And uh, I think you probably already are tired of listening to what this project is about, but quickly, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a virtual co-working space, a place where bootstrappers get together and work with each other. And um, it's been quite hard to get people, to convince people to join us, because first of all, it's a paid product and it's a subscription, and it's super hard always to convince people to start paying every month, even though it's only four euros or four or kind of five dollars per month. But uh, it's hard. And another reason why it's really hard, it's because the problem that we are solving is very emotional in the sense that we are solving the problem of entrepreneurs and bootstrappers that want to hang out and get advice and get support from uh, other like-minded people, other bootstrappers, other entrepreneurs. So basically... It's a platform that allows you to have other entrepreneur friends. And paying for friends, it's very awkward. It's very weird. And it's hard, even though you might feel the problem, even though you might feel lonely and you just want to share because people around you, and let's let's be honest, I mean, if your partner or your friends are not entrepreneurs, they probably won't fully understand what you're going through. So it's really important to surround yourself with like-minded people. But paying for that, it's really awkward. So even though you might need it, even though you might want it, you just don't want to admit to yourself that you are paying to get entrepreneur friends. And uh, I mean, this is only my opinion. Maybe I'm completely wrong. So I just need to find a way to sell the community and to sell the other more concrete features, even though for me, this is the crucial thing. And I love having these people because... They are really my friends. I mean, when I told them that I was interviewing Peter Levels, they all got super excited. But when I told my partner or my family or my friends, they have no idea what Peter Levels is. So they're like, okay, good for you, Tiago. And uh, my friends in the community, they were like saying, oh, Tiago, it's amazing. He never does interviews. They were like just posting links where he's saying that for people not to contact him for podcasts or interviews because he doesn't want to appear. And I was just, you know, feeling my ego going up. And it really felt good to have like a little family of people to um, celebrate this together with them, right? So I, I I have no doubt that this will definitely increase your chances of success with, uh, with your project. And uh, that's it. That's basically what I'm trying now. That's kind of the value proposition that I have for the community. Increase the chances or the likelihood of success in your project. You pay four euros per month and you substantially increase your chances of success. And uh, that's one thing I've learned with my interview, by the way, with Xavier, is that you need to have your value proposition very simply explained. And if you remember, one of his first products, and I was amazed with this, by the way, he did a list, a list of, places where you could actually share your startup, places online, like websites. He said 
to me in the interview, and you probably know if you listen to it, that it was really easy to sell because the proposition is simple. You just say, it took me 10 days to gather and compile this list. For you, it will also take 10 days. If you don't want to spend 10 days building this list, you can pay me 20 bucks and get the list right now. Okay, it's obvious. Then you can easily see, do I want to spend it this time or not? If I don't want, I pay 20 bucks and I get this list. Very simple value proposition. I think this is really, really important. You know, marketing for me, it's, it's a really interesting concept and it's very broad and I don't know where marketing ends and the other fields begin, right? So in marketing, you have your social media, you have product building. Can product building actually be connected with marketing? And then you also have sales. Are sales part of marketing? Well, this I don't know, but you definitely need to learn all of this if you want to have success with your product. So you need also to know sales, how to sell your product, and having a clear value proposition is definitely crucial. Basically, that's what I'm trying to do now. I changed again my landing page, but I have to say that it's not looking great for one main reason. I've been, as I told you, writing a lot in Indie Hackers, and I've been getting a lot of people coming to the website, coming to check out our virtual co-working space. In the last seven days, I got almost 300 people joining or visiting the page, but only two converted, and they didn't even convert it from this traffic. They converted from Twitter because they actually knew me. So it's not looking great having a conversion rate below 1% because these are the people coming from Indie Hackers. Those are the people that should really, really enjoy this product. They, those are the Indie Hackers, the bootstrappers, the entrepreneurs. The fact that they are not getting it and you know at least trying it out it's not super exciting for me because I feel that I need, I'm just pricing it for four euros a month. So I need a lot of people to actually make a salary. And the fact that this is not happening. Yeah, I don't know. So for me, I have three possibilities. First of all is that I'm just not selling it right. And uh, that's what basically I, I told you about right now. I'm trying to try to show the value proposition in a very simple way. Maybe I'm not targeting the right people. I thought it was bootstrappers, but maybe it's developers, remote workers. So what I'm going to do is to post on dev.to, which is a community more for developers, and on Reddit and try to see if these people would convert better. Or it's just not big, a uh, big enough problem. It can also be that some people might like it, but it the space and people that are interested in joining, it's too, too low. And the cost of finding them, it's really, really high. And uh, in the end, it, the cost will be that I will either have to pay a lot on ads or it will be a very, very slow growth. And uh, I will still keep the product, but I have to, you know, prepare myself that this won't be the thing paying the salary in the end of the day. So it's all about researching. I, I just saw a tweet recently that said that entrepreneurs are researchers, right? We are always experimenting new things, coming up with new theories. And uh, that's what I'm doing with the WB space. Last but not least, I want to speak about another product that I'm shipping, which is called Indie Offices. IndieOffices.com is now available and ready to be used. 
and it took me a while to compile everything together. This is basically the virtual office that I have for the community. People praised it a lot and said, okay, this is really cool. And uh, I thought I could just adjust this and make it available for anyone that has a team or a Slack-based community, right? So if you are working with your team on Slack, you can just create your virtual office in one click in seconds, literally. And it has a great integration with Slack. The page doesn't look really pretty, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's by design. Well, it's not by design, but I just don't want to spend too much time now on uh, designing. First of all, is my first B2B business, my first B2B product. This is amazing. So it's the first time I'm actually selling to businesses, which means that I can price it higher. For now, I'm pricing it at $25 a month. And uh, I still have to prepare the launch. This time I want to do it properly. But the first thing I did was actually sharing it around with some people that I know that have communities and ask them to try it out, which might have been a mistake as well, because when I shared it, with uh, Anthony from uh, Indie Worldwide, it had a bug. He had a bad experience from the start, so I don't know if I can now convince him to try it again. So anyways, I asked Wolfie, also as a community test, and give me some feedback. And I also shared it on Reddit just to get feedback from people. So far, it seems great. People seem to be excited and liking it. A lot of people came and check it out. I had two people signing up and trying out in their own workspaces. But obviously, this is a B2B. So only people that actually have a Slack workspace in the community, they will use it. So I have to assume that conversion rate will be a bit lower. But I mean, I'm, I'm super excited about it. And the next steps will be once I know that the product is impeccable and there's no stupid bugs, I will plan a proper launch and try to sell this to people. And uh, let's see. Let's see if people are willing to pay or not. But it's another product, it's another way to potentially make money, and it's a product that I also like, and it's helping people. So let's see, let's see how it goes. And uh, hopefully soon I will start making money and I will be able to go back to change it, which is still a big passion of mine. And I know that I haven't talked about it for a long time, but it's still in the back of my mind. And I have a whiteboard on the right side, on the right wall with the plans. And what I wanted to do, we change it. But until then, it will still take some time. I have also great news, which is my unemployment money was extended for another three months. So I'm getting it from Germany. And since I moved to Portugal, I would technically only have right for three months. And then I would need to ask for an extension. I did ask for an extension and I got it. So at least I, I can release for another three months which is really, really nice. Even though sometimes I feel that I just don't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, I, it's my imposter syndrome kicking in and I feel like, why? I mean, I had seven months already to try to kick things off and I'm still not making a salary. Do I deserve getting this uh, quote-unquote free money? I don't want to go too deep into that now, but just want to say that these are some things that come to my mind, but definitely also takes a huge weight out of me and... Uh, at least it gives me a little bit more time to try to come up with some salary and to see if, if I can continue doing this or if I will have to eventually find a job. This is it for my project updates. I also spoke about the lifestyle of an entrepreneur along this episode. Let's just go to the last section, which is tips and tricks for entrepreneurs.
So as you know, I've been uh, using a lot indie hackers, and uh, I have a little tip that you can use to get more followers and to get more uh, upvotes in your indie hacker post. And uh, it is to use Hacker News to help you with that. And if you remember episode 90, it's called Trying to Hack Hacker News. I tried to do a bunch of different things to get my posts trending on this platform. And for the ones that do not know, Hacker News is a a phenomenon for me. It's created by Y Combinator, I think. And it's kind of a forum. It's a simple forum with a terrible design, but people love it. And if you get trending on Hacker News, you can get a lot of traffic to your website. But they are very clever and uh, they do not like any spam. And it's really easy for them to ban you or to ghost you. And my previous account was actually ghosted. This means that anything I would post on Hacker News, even though it seemed that everything was okay and it was shared and it was posted, no one else would see it. <laughs> so that's really, really scary. I eventually created a new account. And another thing that they do is they don't allow you to post the same link very often. And uh, if I want to post different blog posts from my own website, they kind of recognize that it's coming from the wannabe-entrepreneur.com and they block it. However, the same doesn't apply for indie hackers. So what I normally do is I write a post, I post it on indie hackers, and then I go to show a gen, which is basically a place on Hacker News where you can just share a link and a little title, and I link it to the post on indie hackers. And it... it it works. I mean, I've never had anything having a lot of upvotes, but I had posts having one, two, three upvotes, and this is already huge. It already brings a lot of traffic, and then people go to Indie Hackers. Most of the people that use Hacker News also have an account in, on Indie Hackers, which is nice, and they end up upvoting your post on Indie Hackers. And I've been having a lot of success, and I think every week at least I have one of my Indie Hackers posts on the top page of the Indie Hackers page or like featured posts. And this brings a lot of traffic. Uh, it's already bringing more traffic. So last week it brought, I think 70 or 80 new users from my website. And in comparison with Twitter, Twitter only got 40. So it's actually double of traffic coming from Indie Hackers. So I tried to use Hacker News to bring some extra traffic, some extra juice, to upvote my indie hackers post and I do the same with Reddit for instance. If it's a post that might be interested for certain subreddits, I just go there and if they allow links, I just share the indie hackers link and it's another way to get more upvotes. So this is my or one strategy to get more upvotes on indie hackers using hacker news and using other websites like Reddit or even Twitter. And yeah, this was short, a short tip for you. I hope it's still valuable. And that's it. That's the end of today's episode. And um, make sure to follow me on Twitter. I just reached 500 followers, as I told you. And I basically share a lot of things there and uh, links and tips and techniques. There will be the Twitter spaces. So just go. It's uh, My handle is WBE Podcast. It's also linked in the description. And if you like this podcast, we have been growing slowly but steady. So 
keep on doing great work, sharing it around with your friends and uh, shoot me a message if you have any suggestions on how to improve it. And if you are listening on Spotify or on uh, Apple Podcasts, you can give it a review, which is really, really good to yeah, give me some extra boost with algorithms. Last but not least, if you want to support it and if you want this to continue, I don't do any advertisement. I really, really try to avoid it to the maximum I can. So you can buy me a coffee, a single coffee to, you know, keep me the motivation high, keep me warm in the, in this podcast. And you can also join our uh, co-working space, virtual co-working space for bootstrappers. You will increase your uh, success chances in your projects. You meet other entrepreneurs and uh, yeah, we will all hang out there. We have a lot of cool events coming up. It costs four euros or 4.6 dollars per month. And again, the link will be in the description. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you on Thursday. Aposta means bet in Portuguese. Apostar is to bet. And that reminds me that Wolfie bet me one beer that I could not have Peter Levels as a guest in the Wannabe Entrepreneur. So I'm still waiting for that cerveja, which means beer. Cerveja is beer. Okay.